0: Hello and welcome to Plugged Into Christ. I'm your host, pastor and teacher, William Polis, and today I I am happy that you're here with us today and glad that you're able to tune into this podcast. Today we're going to talk uh, about a great character in the Bible, in the Old Testament, who was known for being the godly king. His name was Hezekiah, and I think by way of introduction, I think we ought to get started. The story of um, Hezekiah um, and the other kings begins in, uh, and, and it continues into, um, starts with 1 Kings and then goes into 2 Kings, but it's also chronicled in... And the book of Second Chronicles, chapters 21 through 35, uh, it spans um, from about 930 B.C., uh, just after the death of Solomon, until about 586 B.C. Now this was the time when the Holy Land was divided into two nations. It was known as the Divided Monarchy. It can be identified through the biblical books of first and second Kings, first uh, chronicles as well as Isaiah. Now the fall of the story of the fall of Judah with the march of Assyria, the Assyrian armies into Jerusalem is also told by the prophet Isaiah in chapter ten, beginning of verse twenty eight and continuing through to verse thirty four. Now the northern kingdom was uh, known at, this, at that time as Israel. Now it consisted of major cities. These were, some of them were, Terza, Samaria, Shechem, Beth Shiloh, Ephron, Jezreel, and Jericho. Now of these main cities, Samaria was its capital. Likewise, the southern kingdom was called Judah, which had major cities of Bethlehem, Hebron, Jerusalem, which was the capital of Judah, Lachish, Beth Shemesh, and Zorah. The eastern part of this land in the southern kingdom abutted the Salt Sea. And to the west, of both Israel, part of Israel and, Ju- and Judah um, was the area that straddled, that straddled both kingdoms. It was called uh, uh, it was Philistia, or it was owned by the Philistines. Um, and it had Joppa, Jezreel, Ekron, Macaz, Ashdod, Gaza, and Gerar. What we need to understand is that with some of these kings from both kingdoms, this was also a time that the greatest prophets appeared. In Israel, for example, during the time of Omari, King Omari, 885 to 874 was the time of the prophet Obadiah. During the time of um, Jeroboam II, 793 to 753, was the time of the prophets Jonah and Amos. The reign of Menahem, 752-742, to was the time of the prophet Hosea. Likewise, uh, it was not just in Israel, but also in Judea, Judea, that we had um, prophets working and advising the kings. In Judah, we had Joash, the king, in 835 to 796, in which Joel was the prophet. Micah is the prophet during the time of the wicked Judean king Ahaz, 735 to 715 BC. During the, go- the time of the godly king, of which we're going to talk about today in Hezekiah. 715-686, to 7, 686, Isaiah was the prophet. With King Joash 640-609, to we have Nahum and Habakkuk were the prophets. Zephaniah was a prophet at work during the reign of King Joash in 609 BC. While Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, was at work for the Lord during the reign of Jokashim, 598 and 597. And the final prophet we see concerning the divided kingdom is Ezekiel during the time of Zedekiah 597 through 586 B.C. Now during this time there was a lot of danger from both kingdoms from invaders. Assyria's king the V took the northern capital of Samaria in Israel after a three year siege, making them pay tribute and subjugating them to, Assyria, to as an Assyrian province, The Babylonians, which is ancient Chaldea, came to power after fighting off the Assyrians from 722 onward and became the most powerful nation to the east of the divided kingdoms of Israel and Judea. In 605 BC, Nebuchadnezzar took authority over Judea and Palestine. Three years later, Judea rebelled in 598. And this is when Nebuchadnezzar marched into Palestine and captured Jerusalem, which occurred in 597 BC. And with this came a series of deportations to the, of the southern kingdom, which were carried back as uh, captives to Babylon, which was God's final punishment for all of his unfaithful people. As I mentioned before, this was a time of Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, and of Ezekiel. So when you read the stories concerning the divided kingdom in Israel and Judea, you find these prophets involved in the storylines Obadiah, Jonah, Amos, Hosea for Israel, and Joel, Micah, Isaiah, Nahum, Habakkuk. Zephaniah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel in Judea. Now our main topic today is about the king, about King Hezekiah, the the godly king. He's known to us from 2 Kings, beginning in chapter 18, verse 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 2, and 2 Chronicles, chapters 29 through 32. In the book of, uh, he's also known in the book of Isaiah, chapters 36 through 39. Now the meaning of Hezekiah's name in Hebrew is strength of God. And if you look with me in, in your Bibles at First Kings, or 2 Kings, excuse me, chapter 18, we'll begin in verses 1 through 4, and then we'll jump over to Second Chronicles 29, Verses 1-5 Now it came to pass in the third year of Hoshison and of Elah king of Israel that Hezekiah the son of Ahaz king of Judea began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign and he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did right in that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, did. He removed the high places and brake the images and cut down the groves, and brake the pieces, in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made unto those days. The children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Nehushtan. Now Hezekiah ruled for 29 years, but what's also interesting is that he was a co-regency ruler with his father four years before his death. And this was a time in which the northern kingdom, Israel, falls to Assyria. Notice in verse 3 of the 18th chapter of, the, of Second Kings, that he, the Hezekiah is praised for doing right in the eyes of the Lord. Whenever you see the word Lord in all capitals, it is speaking of Jehovah God. You notice in verse 4 that Hezekiah removes all the high places and breaks the idolatrous images and he cuts down the groves which his father had allowed to be placed in the holy temple of God. You see, Ahaz was not a good ruler. In fact, he's considered by Bible scholars and historians and archaeologists as being the wicked. Very wicked and very Uh, idolatrous in his nature for it is Ahaz who allowed all the pagan images to enter into the the temple of Solomon and be shown there and be venerated well Hezekiah his son now takes over and says no this is not what we're going to I'm going to follow the Lord we're going to take those images down we're going to break those images we're going to cut down the groves And he's, in it, and he's going to take down the, the idol that was put up, that Moses had put up at the direction of God, was used to burn incense, sweet smelling incense, the Lord in the temple, and he takes that down also. Now if you turn with me to Second Chronicles. That would be chapter 29, verses 1 through 5. And here we have another counting of Hezekiah. He begins to reign, as it says here in verse 1, Hezekiah began to reign when he was 5 and 20 years old. And he reigned 20 and 9 years in Jerusalem. And his mother, now they give the shortened name in Second Kings. But in, sec- in Second Chronicles, they give a more full the full measure of her name, which is Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did right that was right, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. He, in the first year of, of his reign, in the first month, so he didn't wait around in the first. The first year, the first month of his reign. He opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. In verse 4 it says, And he brought the priests and the Levite and gathered them together into the east street and said, and said unto them, Hear me, O ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves and sanctify the house of the Lord. Of the God of your fathers, carry forth out the filthiness out of this holy place. He's telling the Levites to get rid of all the filthiness of the idols, of the idol worship, and everything that might be associated with little g gods. See, because they had shut the doors during the time of Ahaz, and they had not allowed the proper worship of Jehovah God, and they had, nor had they even burned incense to, to, God of Israel, to the God of Israel. Rather, they had been placing these false worship of pagan gods, and Hezekiah is having none of this. He's going to clean it out. He's going to make sure that this is the temple of the Lord. Now, if we continue in second Chronicles 29, verses 6 through 11, For our fathers have trespassed and done that which was evil in, this, in the eyes of, God, of, our, of the Lord, our God, and have forsaken him, and have turned away their faces from habitation of the Lord, and turned their backs. They're not having a relationship with God. They turn their backs on him. They have also shut up the doors of the porch and put out the lamps, and have not burnt incense nor bur- burnt offerings in the holy place unto the God of Israel. All of this had been abandoned under Ahaz, which was now being brought, by Hezekiah, brought back by Hezekiah. Wherefore the wrath of the Lord was upon Judea and Jerusalem, and he hath delivered them to trouble, to astonishment, and to hissing, as ye, as ye see with ye your eyes. For lo, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons, our daughters, and our wives are in captivity for this. Now it is in mine heart to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. My sons, be not now negligent, for the Lord hath chosen you to stand before him, to serve him. And that ye should minister unto him. And burn incense. See there's Hezekiah calling on. The the priest and the people. To come back to. Offering. Burnt offerings to the Lord. And burning incense. And ministering to the Lord. And. Having a relationship with. Jehovah God. This is what had been. Previously. Had been previously ignored, and even um, they would even put pagan, and to the point where they put pagan idols into the into the king, the, the temple of Solomon God's temple, so that he would there would be no. It was as if they were ignoring God, Jehovah God. Hezekiah is calling on the Levite priests of the temple not to be negligent because the Lord has chosen them to stand before him, serve him, and burn incense as well as burnt offerings. He is likewise telling the Levites to sanctify themselves. That's first. Two, to repent of the sin and negligence which they have for so long been engaged in and three clean out the temple of all the idolatry and all the false idols and when they and when this is, this is done and for the first time there is true joy and celebration in the temple of the lord Now will turn back with me if you would second kings we'll read uh, 18 and Chapter 18, verses 5 through 8. He trusted in the Lord of Israel, so that after him was none like him among the kings of Judea, nor were any before him. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered with Whatsoever, he went forth and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. He smote the Philistines even unto Gaza and the borders thereof from the tower of the watchmen to the fenced city. Here we see an example of Hezekiah only trusting in the Lord God. There were no kings that were before him that were like this nor would there be any after him that done right in the eyes of the Lord and the comparison is that God favors him like he did David he maybe even more so than David because Hezekiah was willing he was willing to put to the test and make it right, not just in his his own life, and his own worship, but be a model for all of Israel and all of Judea, I should say all of Judea, of what that type of worship in the temple should be like. Now, you should know that in the northern kingdom of Israel, they did not follow God, and they had completely fallen off. But Hezekiah was focused, he wanted this to be, he, wanna, he wanted his people and the priests, the Levite priests, to focus in on worshiping Jehovah God, and doing it the correct way. Verse 7 says, God walked with Hezekiah, and he prospered everywhere he went. It also tells us that he rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him. At that time, the Assyrian army was attacking and taking over the northern kingdom. Northern, yes, northern kingdom of, of Israel. According to noted archaeologists. Dr. H.W.F. Skaggs in his book Everyday Life in Babylonia and Assyria. From this time period of the kings of Asher Nasrpal II, 883, through Nebuchadnezzar II, 562, the influence moved from Assyria eventually to Babylonia. The Assyrians, before this happened, expanded their greatly their influence, their sphere of influence there in the in the whole region. This influence included northern ports of Egypt, northeast including eventually the entire Holy Land, and Syria as well, north to the Zargos Mountains, including ancient Sicilia, to Lake Van which are the people called the Aratu, and then continue easterly, uh, their influence to Lake Uruma, all of Assyria, all of Babylonia, the Chaldees, part, of, and even a small portion of Elam. Then both the northern, southern borders of this kingdom, this Assyrian kingdom, meet. On either side of the Persian Gulf, north and south of the Persian Gulf. Now, one of these kings, Asher, Asher Nazar Paul the second, eight eighty three to eight fifty nine, and the other kings associated with Hezekiah was Shalmaneser the third, eight fifty eight to eight twenty four. Now, according to Doctor Skaggs, as well as in First Kings eight thirty two. 1839, excuse me, the Israelites were very fond of ivory. And so too were the Assyrians. Assyrian craftsmen um, in the eastern part over the over the Sea of Galilee and over the Salt Sea were skilled at sculpting ivory. And from this time forward, the Assyrians carried off the Assyrian people, including these craftsmen who were employed by uh, in Assyrian cities and that their whole purpose was to beautify these Assyrian cities. First Kings 18 verse 8 tells us that Hezekiah smote the Philistines even their city of Gaza and all the borders from the watchmen of the towers to the fenced city and it must be understood that the Philistines were weaker at this by this time this was after the time of David and Solomon, and so while that doesn't uh, speak of, of of the conquest in of itself, it certainly meant that um, there was there cities that were much more vulnerable than ever before. This concludes our podcast here today. I hope you will join me next week for part two of Hezekiah, the God, the King. Don't forget that you can go on our website to listen to podcasts at any time. If you are in the Lorain County area and you want to come and join us, please do. We are located at 1900 West 19th Street and Overland Avenue in Lorain, Ohio. Look for the big sign that says Lorraine Full Gospel Church. Until that appointed time, God willing, I pray that you'll be blessed in the rest of your day. May God bless you and keep you. This has been a presentation of And i This has been a presentation of